Hello and welcome to another edition of Thrive in the Decline. I'm Josh Kugel. I want to look at a statement that I've heard many times uh, in my life through the past few years especially that maybe you've heard as well and maybe you've made or been tempted to make. The statement is this, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. So before we get to it, look, I've been frustrated with local churches. As a pastor, I've seen abuse by pastors and members. I've seen church people do damage and hurt the kingdom more times than I can count. I know that the leadership and people of many churches fall short of their calling, and this isn't new. In fact, both the Old and New Testaments include many stories of missteps by church and temple leaders and members. And add to that, I'm a pastor. My calling is to a local church, and of course, I benefit in many, many ways from a full church, from people who attend. So let's acknowledge those things, but let's see if we can consider this question from Scripture, and not only the verses like Hebrews 10.25, which is a clear indication that Christians are to get together for encouragement and worship. So let's look at it instead from this angle. What would believers in the early church and or those mentioned in the Bible think of the idea that a Christian would willingly choose to not belong to a church? Did you know that Paul addressed nine books of the New Testament specifically to local churches? That's nine out of 27, or one-third of the New Testament. So get that. The recipients of one-third of the New Testament were believers in specific local churches. But that's not really the whole story when we're looking at the New Testament. The book of Revelation, you know the one we trust for hope on how Jesus returns, how God makes things right and lives with his people, removing death and sorrow and crying and pain forever, specifically addresses seven local churches. So now we're up to 10 books in the New Testament clearly written to believers in local churches. If you look at the book of Acts, it's the history of the church, the big C church, all believers, right, everywhere, and includes the story of the church through the growth, persecution, and movements of local churches. Add to that 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus, which are sometimes called the pastoral letters. Paul wrote these letters to individuals, but obviously he wrote them for use in local churches because they include instructions for local churches on things like the selection of elders and pastors and deacons. So we're now up to 14 books of the New Testament, more than 50% of the New Testament written to local churches, about local churches, or with instruction for local churches. I think there's a case to push other books in the New Testament partly into this category as well, especially as many of the parts of those books and their instructions seem to be best carried out in local churches. But, but let's just move on because we reached the 50% threshold. Paul was a church planner. The apostles participated in local churches. God gives instructions in Scripture to meet together, and then he puts clear instruction in Scripture on how to do so, how to select and submit to leadership in a local church, how to hold them accountable, and how to resolve problems, all of these within a local church. And I get that churches stray. I get the churches fall short. But let's look at a passage in the book of Revelation addressed to the church in Thyatira. Jesus compliments the church. But then he lets them know that they're falling short of what he wants for them, even into sin. Calling out behavior in churches isn't limited to this one passage of Scripture either. Religious leaders and church members are often criticized in Scripture. People sometimes stink at being who God calls them to be. But what comes next for believers in the church in Thyatira is telling. 
Jesus has a message for the people of this local church who are not part of this sinful behavior. These are the people who are still doing the right thing. He doesn't tell them to leave. He doesn't tell them to stop going. He doesn't tell them it's okay to forego assembling. Here's the actual quote. But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching. In parentheses, it says these deeper truths, as they call them, depths of Satan, actually, close parentheses, I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. Every church has its problems. This one more than most. This one had a woman who was leading other church members into sexual sin and idol worship. (laughs) Goodness, this makes most church problems seem really small. Jesus says to those who are continuing to do the right thing in that church, you guys see this going on in your church and you've stayed faithful. That's all I'll ask at this point. If they won't listen to you, if they won't stop when you tell them to, you just stay faithful. So most of the New Testament is written to or about local churches. It includes instructions on running and worshiping and serving in local churches. But let's look at perhaps the most telling indication of the importance of local church involvement to these early believers that we can find. The way the apostles took the call to start and participate in local churches. We know Paul was a church planner. We know that the apostles were planters of, or parts of, or leaders in local churches. But did you know that church history tells us that the apostles went out spreading the gospel and starting churches all over and were killed for doing so? Get that. Spreading the gospel and starting local churches were so important to the apostles that they literally put their lives on the line to do so. I could keep going with more, but here's the deal. To the question, can I be a Christian without going to church? I guess the best answer I can offer is this. Why would anybody ask this? Especially when to early believers, to those who wrote the New Testament, to the apostles, all but one martyred for their work, it seems that the idea that a Christian would choose to not worship with a local church would seem foreign to them. Finally, and I just want to say this, I know a lot of people have been hurt by churches. And my intent is certainly not to make light of that. However, I know exponentially more who have been healed in churches, who have strengthened their faith and found hope and served and worshipped in churches. But either way, if Scripture is our guide, it seems clear that God's desire for you is to find a church family to be a part of, to worship, fellowship, serve, learn, be challenged, and to share your faith with. And no, it doesn't have to be in a fancy building. I was part of an awesome church that met in a skating rink, and I've also visited home churches. If you're wary about finding a family to worship with, at least begin asking God to work in you and help you find the one he's already preparing for your arrival. Thanks for joining me today. Baby, now I'm